Come on. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. The strong, the powerful Danielle Desir is here on Lifebud Lifestyle. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you. Thanks, George. Looking forward to chatting with you. Yeah, for sure. Danielle is a travel and personal finance writer. She's the host of the Thought Card Podcast. She's the many-time author. Um, how many books have you written, Danielle? Five books so far. Awesome. Excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. So I am really passionate about helping people make more informed financial decisions so that they can live the life that they truly want to live. In particular, I focus on building wealth and also traveling the world. I've traveled to 27 countries, primarily over the last six years uh, after graduate school. And my whole uh, brand and my whole website and everything that I create content about is really merging travel and money together. When I first started writing, I loved the idea of travel, but I realized that I had a bunch of student loan debt. I had $63,000 that was holding me back from living the best life that I really wanted to at the time. Um, so I, I was really grappling with, well, should I live in New York City or should I stay at home? I want to travel, but I can't because I have all this student loan debt. So over the years, I've been documenting and sharing tips on how to be financially savvy, how to think through creatively so that you can carve out more funds to, again, live the life that you truly, truly want and desire. I love it. So 27 countries over the past six years, that, that is awesome. That is a story of commitment right there. So how has the last 18 months been? The last 18 months have been bittersweet uh, because travel the way I used to is no longer a thing. So part of me had to give up that old life of how I was traveling prior, which was international travel, which was flights, a lot of airfare travel, a lot of that. But I think that the last 18 months have really showed me the power of your backyard, local adventures, rural America, small town living, quaint villages, quaint towns. Uh, that I never tapped into until you know, this whole situation transpired and I was able to go to several places in Vermont, which was like in the out in the country, rolling hills and fields. And that made me realize that, you know what, this is here to stay for me. Like I don't necessarily, of course I want to have international travel and I want to jet set and globe trot and do all things, but I also truly do want to explore more of my local area, explore, explore more of that home, the smaller towns in the U.S., which are usually forgotten. And now I feel like it's the time to shine. Yeah, I think that that's 
I'm, I'm just picturing this, 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 these, these idyllic little Vermont towns that that haven't seen as many visitors over the past, how, how you know, fifty years, and now they're probably picking up a little bit. So I think that's pretty interesting. Is 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 it knowable at, at this point, like how much travel just around the United States has has picked up, or is it still kind yeah. of static? I feel like travel has in the U.S. has picked up a lot. A lot of people are actually, you know, using RVs to travel because mm-hmm. then you have all your accommodations and your creature comforts with you. So at one point, I heard that there was a huge surge in RV in RV sales, um, and there was maybe even a shortage, which was really interesting. Uh, but also road trips. Uh, being able to just hop in your car and go to a destination that is maybe a couple of hours or even across the country. So I do think that this is an opportunity for a lot of people to really explore the U.S. Um, when maybe perhaps they had no interest or they just didn't get have time to get around to it. The other thing I noticed is that you know, I used to spend all of my vacation days primarily on international travel. So by the time the end of the year last year came around, I had a bunch of vacation days just piled up. And I think a lot of people have this problem too. It's like, okay, you can still take time off. You don't have to necessarily go somewhere to enjoy time off. So I think the last 18 months has been transformative to how I think, um, my travel style, and I'm I'm grateful for that awakening. Um, it's not something that I feel like I would have had a chance to reflect on if I if we weren't kind of forced into this situation. So, is there an RV in the future for for you, Danielle? <laughs> you- <laughs> I don't. You know, like that's hard because I have looked at RVs and they're not cheap. They're no. fairly like expensive. So uh, it's hard because like I'm in the per- I want to like get a net a second property like a, a rental property. So it's one of those things where I have to I feel like I have to still stay focused on my financial goals. But RV I would be definitely open to renting one out for like a week or a weekend, but not to own right now. Yeah, I, I imagine the way that it sounds like like you approach things and your brain works that you probably went down that rabbit hole fairly fairly deep. I was. I was like, hey, anybody want to like, you know, chip in and we could all own it together and Uh. no one was really interested. So, uh, but it's it's definitely something to consider because again, you have all your creature comforts with you, um, you know, on the road. So that I think is, is really interesting, but also there's a lot of also maintenance costs too. So it's not only buying the piece of equipment, buying the RV, but also can you afford to maintain it too? Um, that is that is a big commitment to think about as well. Yeah, I can't even imagine how much the how much the just just the tires alone, and I bet the gas mileage on on some of those uh, is 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 pretty uh, substantial. So lots of mm-hmm. unexpected things, and then should something go wrong, and which I imagine, yes, you mentioned the maintenance that when it's a driving house, Danielle, I'm sure that things pop up. Exactly. Exactly. Fascinating, uh, just 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 the sharing economy with the Airbnbs, the world, and the Verbos of the world. And I don't even know how long that they've been around, but it seems like before the pandemic, the adoption of those companies had just exploded. Um, how has that? How 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 have you seen that? How how have you thought about that and and, and written about that? 
Yes. You know, a share economy is here to stay. I was really excited to see that Airbnb um, went public this year, uh, which was really exciting. So I made sure I grab a couple of shares of that because I, I really believe in what they're doing. Uh, but primarily, I've decided, I mean, my family decided that how are we going to travel right now um, during these interesting times? And we made a decision that we were not going to stay in hotels. Uh, for a number of reasons, like, you know, they're, they're big establishments, a lot of people. And also months ago, things were still so much up in the air. Like we were still trying to understand what was going on. So we felt more comfortable with staying at Airbnbs where we were able to rent out the entire accommodation and have the entire space to ourselves. So that has been primarily how we've been traveling. So when we went up to Vermont, we stayed in the cabin. We went actually a couple of times over my, even went to New York as well. We stayed in, in just accommodations where we had all the creature comforts, like, a, you know, a fridge and a stove and a living room and all of that. But again, it's only us and we're able to kind of control our environment. And of course, we bring all of our cleaning supplies with us um, and have really good communication with the host to make sure that, you know, we feel comfortable and we understand their cleaning procedures and things like that. Yeah, yeah, I totally, totally appreciate and can thoroughly identify with uh, my wife and my kids and I going to <clears throat> the vacation that we took this last summer and deploying my wife literally like a, some kind of a hazmat officer into the Airbnb <laughs> when we first arrived before she would let my children in so she could thoroughly disinfect the place. So been there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and just, just moving forward has, has kind of like um, – this has given us an opportunity or given you an opportunity to look at rural America and small towns and maybe RVs. Has this changed the way that you've thought about staying in hotels and, and resorts moving forward? You know, it's so funny because we actually booked our trip to Disney for the this summer, um, which I think is a big step. You go from, you know, rural towns yeah. in 2020 now to back <laughs> going to Disney, right? Which is, but I think for us, like we, we love going to Disney. We've gone every single year and it's like a family tradition that we at least go once a year. So we couldn't wait to, to yeah. go back and experience that. And when we were looking at the, the, the finances, it actually made more sense for us to stay at a Disney resort. And this is a huge Disney resort. Um, and there's a couple of reasons why. Number one, the resort built in the cost of the Disney tickets. Um, and there were savings with that, um, which was pretty interesting. But also what I found with Airbnbs is that over time, the fees and cleaning fees have become so expensive. So when we're looking at Airbnbs, we're looking at them not only in terms of cost and can it fit the budget, but you're also looking at the numbers wise. Because sometimes when you look at the total cost, you may realize that the cleaning fees is like half of your stay is going to cleaning fees. Um, and it, it that to me is like, it's kind of like Uber these days, right? Or Uber Eats. Like, you know, when 18 months ago, Uber Eats was affordable. And now you look at the fees and it's just like, you're just questioning like, oh my gosh, there's so many fees and your, your, your bill comes up to be 10 times more expensive. So I think moral of the story is that it's been a gradual progression, right? Like when we decided that we wanted to travel again, we were like, we're going to 
do travel this way. We're going to stay at Airbnbs and all of that. But now, you know, a year later, we're thinking again of, of now, okay, we feel a bit more comfortable staying at a bigger resort and the economics make a lot more sense. Um, so I'm very excited, but I also know my husband is like, are you going to be ready for this? Like, <laughs> Disney's huge, right? A lot of people, a lot of activity, you're staying at a big resort. So I'm excited to just document like how I feel and just, because I know other people can relate to that. Um, it's it's a lot to take in, I'm sure. So <laughs> Yeah, but... If I have confidence in, in any entity or fictitious or real character, it would be the mouse to make sure that, that, that everything would be taken care of. So yes, yes. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly be excited to check out, uh, check out your work after that experience. Um, yeah. You talked about how uh, at, at the end of last year, probably tons of people found themselves with all these unused vacation days. And I bet that that's a pretty common thing anyway. If I was just being, if I'm, you know, thinking about myself, uh, throughout the majority of my twenties, I just never took vacations. Um, and never took time off. How do you think about, um, or counsel people to be intentional about it? Say it just, you need to make sure that you're, you're, you're budgeting for this consistently and planning for it consistently. So you actually take one. Yeah, I think this is a huge, especially in the U S like this is a huge issue and how I combat this is, number one, making sure you're even aware of how many vacation days that you have mm. or you get per year. And also understanding the mechanics of how you actually earn those vacation days. Some companies give you all your days all at once versus other companies, you earn them throughout the year as you go. That is really, really important. Just, again, understanding how your higher vacation days work. Um, once you know how many days that you get for the year, um, also consider adding in the holidays too. So a lot of people are like, oh, well, I only have, let's say, two weeks of vacation time. But I always say I push back a bit and I'm like, well, have you counted maybe the five to seven holidays that you also do get? Because that is also time off as well. Um, so make sure you add in the holidays. And I know some companies also give you maybe special days like maybe the day before Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's, uh, you know, before and after. So really take stock in all the days that you get a year. And then what I do is I map out times of the year where I know that I'm not needed in the office. So my job is very cyclical and we're on like three times of the year and we're off another three times of the year as well. So I sit down and I look at the calendar and I say, okay, what are the times that I'm absolutely needed in the office? And I loosely map out the time that I want to take out the year. Um, do I always put the request in immediately? No, I don't. But I always think through like, okay, how can I, how can I make sure to embed in some rest times after I know I'm going to have like a busy season at work? So right now I'm taking a, a week off in May because I know I just, I feel, bur I knew I was going to be burnt out after a busy Q1. So thinking ahead about when are you going to feel tired, when are you going to feel burnt out, when you're not needed in the office and make sure to, to take that time off. And then secondly, I would say is also set the culture for yourself too, because a lot of times when we, we say, okay, we're going to take some time off, but we'll still have 
We'll still have our emails open. We're still responding to emails. And that, again, lets people in our team know that we're accessible, right, or that we are available. Um, so for me, I'm always like, okay, you know, I'm out of the office. If you need me, don't call me. <laughs> if you need me, here's someone else. So setting those parameters so that you can truly enjoy your rest and also appreciating where where you are after your break. Whenever I come from a break and a you know, time off, I'm always so excited and rejuvenated and appreciative of that time. Um, it gives me some space to think, space to come up with new ideas. So it's not a bad thing to take time off. But again, be strategic, plan out your time and just take it. Just take the time. You won't regret it. I love it. That is a, a wonderful, thoughtful, and, and very, very grown-up and, and, and mature answer right there, right? Just just being honest. <laughs> this is a time of the year when I absolutely do not – I can't take this time off because I would be hanging out my team to dry. But the, these are times where I know that uh, maybe it's a little lighter, so that is good. And then setting up those parameters, those those boundaries to say, hey – I'm not working. Please respect that. That's such a such a key thing. So I love it. Danielle, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yes, I think my difference-making tip will be to truly understand your travel style. So I think throughout this whole conversation, we were I was sharing about how I how I traveled before the before 18 months ago, how I travel now, and even how I'm going to be traveling in the future. And if I had to sum it into two words, it would be your travel style. So what are the things that you enjoy when you travel? What are the comforts that you enjoy when you travel? And really taking stock and understanding that. So, for example, I knew before 18 months ago that I didn't necessarily care about first class airfare. So, but I did really care about my accommodation and making sure I stayed in a very comfortable and very nice accommodation. So I made sure that my finances always aligned with the areas that I really, really enjoyed and focused. So as you're planning your trips coming up, think about what are the things that are important to you? What are the things that you don't mind skimping out on to ramp up in the future? So as I mentioned before, my Disney trip, we're staying at a resort and it's kind of, you know, it's not cheap to stay there. But again, I knew that I really, really cared about how I will feel and my accommodation. So again, making sure you understand what are the things that you really want to enjoy on your trip and putting your finances toward that and, and really spending less on the things that are not super important to you. Well, I think that, that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, come on. We, we really got to know ourselves and, uh, more often than not, we probably haven't taken the time to actually go through that exercise of figuring out these are the things that I really love doing when 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 I'm traveling or off. And here's stuff that you know what I'm I'm, I'm okay if if we don't do that kind of thing. So good stuff. Well, Danielle, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Yes, so I have a podcast called the Thought Card Podcast. It's an affordable travel and personal finance podcast. Also embedded in the podcast, I co-produce a 12-part audio docu-series that highlights women of color building wealth, which is super interesting, and I really just enjoy those stories. Also, uh, you can head over to my blog, thoughtcard.com, 
And that's just, again, a great place for tips and travel tips and resources. And I have a number of books that you can check out on my site as well that focus either on travel or money. Awesome. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Danielle your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Check out the Thought Card Podcast. And on the show, you can also find her 12-part docuseries on how women of color have built wealth. Go to thoughtcard.com. Check out all the great work and pick up one of her many books. Thanks again, Danielle. Thanks again, George. This is a pleasure. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.